Good evening and welcome to this episode of The Mary Trump Show. I am ecstatic to have as my guest tonight, Judy Gold, writer, comedian, actor, host of the podcast, Kill Me Now, and author of Yes, I Can Say That. When they come for the comedians, we are all in trouble. And luckily for me, my friend Judy, I have a short list of people I want to scream into the void with, and you are at the top of it. How are you doing? Oh, Marilla. Uh, thank you. And I, same, I have to say ditto. Um, I'm good, but I'm so angry. I, I, you know, I was just talking to someone the other day. Yeah, I was talking to my writing partner and we were saying, I never knew that I, and I'm so mad that I have this vitriol and hate that I never knew I had. And it's constantly be, it's like, who am I? How is, how is it that other people are not as enraged and shocked and, and just, I, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's physically, it's unbearable sometimes. It is. And it's it's a new phenomenon for me too. being angry because of all of my anger. That's that's being imposed. It feels like it's being Im imposed upon us, forced upon us because there's no other. Well, there probably are other sane and much healthier reactions. But, I, you know, I, I am not a uh, Zen practitioner Same. of Zen. So Same. I I. I don't know how you don't be angry. Uh, I mean, case in point, what happened in Wyoming last Ugh. night makes me angry for some reasons I wasn't anticipating. One, I'm angry that people are calling Liz Cheney a fucking hero simply because she's standing up for democracy. Right, it's right. Like it's her fucking job. Um, you know, but I'm also angry that uh, she lost by 30 points one giving Donald a win, which makes me crazy. Any oh, moment same. he's not miserable makes me crazy. <laughs> and two to this, you know, election denying big lie pro January 6th insurrection idiot. And three, because I'm reminded that nobody lives in Wyoming. And yet that, what is it? Like 540,000 people have two senators, just like the 30. Oh my God. I said, million yes, I said that. I said that last night. I'm like, how many people even vote? I was looking at the numbers of people who voted. I'm like, how did they have equal representation? How it's, it's completely unfair. The, this whole Falling, you know, Liz Cheney. Oh, how wonderful Liz Cheney is. Oh, she's so brave. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I don't agree with her. That's the only thing I agree with her on. That okay. is it. That he should never be near the Oval Office again. But let's not forget, she voted with him. 93% of the time. Okay? So, it, it, it's... I don't know. And and then they did you see the the Mark Meadows interview where he wouldn't say if he would vote for tr for fuck piece of shit again. He he was they were asking <laughs> him, would you vote down. for him? And he was like, well, I hope we have another. 
the Republicans have another candidate that we can vote for. It's just like party, party, party over country, country, country. And if one, if one iota of these things happened to Obama, which can you imagine? You know, I can't even play that game anymore because we're so beyond the pill. Yeah, because I forgot about this. First of all, back to the population. They were looking at certain counties and the votes were like these absurd numbers, like 2000. It's like, right. 2000 people live in on my block, you know? Right. So wait, what about how they they called it? After like five minutes, because they know, uh, well, most of the people we got, most of, we have all the information we need. They literally called it when 17% of the votes were in. Which was like 17 people. I know. Right. It's absolutely absurd. But the other thing that just made me crazy that I hadn't thought about before was when they were talking about the early returns, which still look bad for Jay, uh, Cheney, were you know, not blowing her out of the water yet. And whoever it was is saying, yeah, but the votes that are going to be coming in are those cast the same day. And I'm like, wait a minute. These are people who know about the FBI search warrant. They know that Donald like, well, allegedly, likely, probably committed uh, espionage. And they're still still down the, this road. And still with the the election was stolen, that Joe Biden isn't really president. Like, seriously, you are, I know that you're a mental health professional, but it's mentally ill. It, it And it's, it's also, it's irresponsible because you, you know, the facts are out there and you are fine just being you know, taken over by this cult of personnel. Like, it's just, uh, it's so infuriating. I mean, first of all, Fox News is an entertainment news channel. It is opinions. It is bullshit. It is ratings. And also the the fact that Biden had an amazing week, but all we talk about is orange fuckface. That's all we talk about. I, I saw something, uh, I think it was in the Times, which has been egregious lately. Uh, um, and something like, you know, uh, by, you just what you said, Biden had a great week, but he can't get out from the shadow of Donald. Like, you're writing about You're doing Donald. it! Oh, my God. Have a little self-awareness. And, and that is, it's been this way for a while that voters on the right have been convinced to vote against their own self-interest. But... You mentioned the extraordinary week that not just Biden and the Democrats have had, but that the American people have had. And now I'm thinking it's literally we have a significant minority of people in this country who seem to be one issue voters. And the one issue is their white privilege because they ain't getting anything else. That's it. And they they don't want to let go of that. But I mean, for climate change, I mean... Uh, it's and the fact that you know we have to have the vice president because they're so like like your 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 best friend Liz Cheney you know they're yeah. all vote they will vote against their their entire being is to you know not let Democrats succeed they don't care about you they don't care about the earth they don't care about 
um, extinction of animals. They don't care about clean water. They don't care about homelessness. They don't care about human rights. They don't care about anything. Their, their one goal is to, and did you see Biden hand Joe Manchin the pen? That I want that framed. Isn't that, and he, do you see his face? Like, yeah, take it. It was so brilliant. It was so brilliant. (laughs) Um, there is one good thing in the times, Mary. Really? Yeah. That I think you'll like a unicorn. You're going to be really excited. Mm -hmm. The review of Jared Kushner's book. is it's art. Isn't it? It is art. If anybody hasn't read this review yet, uh, read, do not read the book. Do not uh, buy that book. Buy the book. Do not watch him on television. That's right. Don't, don't feed that beast any oxygen but the review is absolutely worth it it is um it's just a classic beautiful takedown of one of the worst people roaming the planet right now i have a question uh well i know i think sure. i know the answer okay i know it's your show but whatever um <laughs> it's 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 almost friday do you think you really think Jared's the one? I th- this is my um my theory. I don't I think I misspoke or the question was misunderstood or misinterpreted. My answer was misinterpreted. I what? don't think wait, I, hold, I know, on. Okay. hold on. Yeah. Can someone get the smelling salts? <laughs> no, okay. but it's close to the truth. I mean, I don't think Jared turned Donald in. Because that, you know, he would be implicated. I think once that happened, he was motivated to um, help them out because he is so closely uh, connected to this. Because let's face it, Donald was not the one sifting through the top secret and sensitive documents, deciding which ones would he could sell to the highest bidder. You know, that was Jared. And... You know, I've said this many times before. Every single relationship in that family is conditional and transactional. Um, Jared comes from a legitimate wealthy family. You know, they have much more money than Donald or my grandfather ever did. Jared is not going to prison uh, if turning Donald in will uh, get him off the hook. Right. It's that simple. And neither is Ivanka, by the way. Donnie and think- Eric are too stupid. They're such idiots. No, because look, Ivanka, I mean, would end up with nothing. Because between what's happening with Tish James, uh, thankfully, because Alvin Bragg Brother. is either um, horrible at his job or he's he's on the take. I'm not yes. sure which. Um, but between Tish James, uh, E. Jean Carroll, and, you know, Fannie Willis in Fulton County, Georgia, and and a few other other things going on. You know, there's not going to be a lot left here. Right. Uh, so Ivanka would want to stay married to Jared because, again, he actually has money. And what about Alan Weisselberg? But that's that's what I'm saying about Alvin Bragg. Uh, you know, he his top prosecutors were ready to indict Donald. Alvin Bragg comes in. I know. Uh, what is that? I I don't know. Um, and, and you know, for him to come in and so quickly quash 
that investigation, which had been going on for quite a long time. And, you know, two prosecutors resigned in protest over that, which is a red flag. And now Ellen Weisselberg, who as chief financial officer of of the Trump organization, who's been there, by the way, since the 70s, he he worked for my grandfather in Brooklyn. He knows where every body is buried. He's probably buried some of them himself. And he's getting five months. You know, he pled guilty. He's got it. He has a plea agreement and he doesn't have to cooperate. So what the fuck? Right. The plea agreement and the non-cooperation. I don't understand that. I don't understand that at all. Yeah. Um, I also feel like Alvin was when he was running, I thought, oh, He's he didn't he say he was going to continue this and get to the bottom of this and then he gets in there and does nothing. The only thing I'm hoping is that Tish James is playing some I love kind her. of three dimensional chess, her. right? Yeah, and uh, you know, potentially Governor Hochul can uh move the case over to Tish James because yeah, she is she is fabulous. Um, she's amazing, and you know, because I'll. Black, only black women are saving us. And you let's know. just mention that we have Stacey Abrams. Yep. We have Katanji Brown Jackson, yep. the most qualified, the most qualified. That's right. I think in the history of the Supreme Court mm-hmm. with the most experience. Um, yeah, it's going to be Latasha black women. Brown. Oh, I love her. Right. Uh, Nicole Hunter Jones. Uh, I mean, these are these are the women who are going to save us. And and, you know, I um, try it's my policy on my show not to criticize Democrats on policy issues. One, because for the most part, they're they're knocking it out of the park with like the slimmest margin, literally the slimmest margin possible. And, you know, 80 percent of the time it's 48 Democrats and 52 Republicans because of Mansion and Cinema. However, you know, on Tuesdays, I have a show dedicated to talking about uh, electoral strategies uh, because the Dems need help. You know, we're 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 living and I want to talk to you about this in a second. But, you know, we're we're living in this bizarre time where the Democrats can be um, getting all of these phenomenal policies that will help the the American people in place. And the Republicans are only interested in armed insurrection, killing people with COVID, uh, destroying all LGBTQ plus rights, destroying uh, women's women's rights, rights, destroying reproductive justice and, you know, making it making a people of color, especially uh, black people in this country, second class citizen, on and on and on. And yet we're still white knuckling it. Okay. Right. So uh, I think whenever we can offer the Democrats constructive criticism, um, my biggest problem with the Democratic Party all along has been, you know, you should treat your base the way the Republican Party treats its base. Like the Republican Party's base is a bunch of white supremacist, Nazi, misogynistic, racist assholes. Right. And the Republican Party uh, pays fealty to them and bends over backwards for them. Right. Our base is 
predominantly black women who want this country to succeed for everybody. Like I even hate saying Republican based, Democratic based, because that kind right. of equates them and they have nothing in common. Right. So, uh, you know, that's that's the only thing. Like, I think the Democrats, the Democrats. Okay, I have one other thing. Mm -hmm. That is annoying me with the Democrats. And I don't want to say anything either. I want to, you know, I think we should talk about all the success mm -hmm. that we've had. But get some balls. I can't. Chuck Schumer speaks like he's saying the mourner's cottage. That is how he talks. Every time, every interview, it's like, and like, even when they were, uh, Lisa said to me, look at him when they were signing, you know, the legislation and uh, he's like, and it's just like, <laughs> like a little boy clapping, you know, they, they're fearless. They lie with, you know, impunity. Like they are just, it's, it's, you know, the emperor has no clothes. We have clothes let's like literally we got to get, I think they need more comedians helping them with their speeches and stuff. They do. And that's why I think the January 6th committee is doing such a great job with it here. Not because it hired comedians, although I, I don't think that would work with right. the January 6th, but they hired professionals who understand how presentation works. They understand optics. They understand editing. Imagine right. the editing job that went into. I can't into, imagine. Right? Yeah. Right. So that matters. That shit really matters. And uh, by like Democrats always think, well, you know, we're fighting for you by passing these laws and, and implementing these policies. Yeah. But one, not everybody gets that message. And two, people want to see you fighting with actual fighting. Like right. people, deluded people actually think that Donald is fighting for them. So you need to take those opportunities. Uh, it, and I think another good example involving Chuck Schumer is that he was uh, scheduled to be on the Rachel Maddow show the day of the raid, I think, last, I don't know, seven billion years ago. Last Monday, I think it was. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so she started the show talking about the FBI search warrants, et cetera. And you know, Republicans were coming out and saying the most horrific things about the FBI and, um, I mean, just slanderous and dangerous shit that is going to get people killed. And Rachel Maddow asked him to comment and he won't comment. And, OK, don't comment on the investigation. Nobody knows anything. But can you please push back against this insanity? Can you please put them back right. in their box and and let everybody know that this will not stand i mean come on guys i just i don't it's like everyone doesn't have to like you you know you, you, we understand you respect other people's beliefs and values but come on but that's also got to stop like respect yeah. what like what yeah. is there to respect on the right yeah exactly it, it's it it really pisses me off like that's why i loved when beto called that that heckler a motherfucker yes you know that's what we need we need people calling that shit out. Um, and you can say, oh, he used foul language, which would be one of their things to say. Meanwhile, the fact that I, years ago, watched like Andrea Mitchell say shithole countries right. on national television, um, don't, don't fucking, no. 
You got to call these people out. That's why Al Franken was a great senator. He was fearless. He was a comedian. He's dealt with this shit. Zelensky is a great leader because he was a comedian and he is fearless and he's, you know, he knows how to control a room. And we need more of that. I mean, I think Katie Porter, Mm -hmm. I mean, she's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. She's fucking phenomenal. She takes no shit from anyone. She has her little whiteboard. She shoves it in their fucking face. Yep. And she tells them to shut the fuck up when it's time for them to, you know, when they, and that's what we need more of. We do. And wait, what about Liz, uh, you know, Liz on the Today Show admitting she's thinking about running for president, Liz Cheney. Oh, Liz Cheney. Uh, Yeah, well, listen. Liz Cheney has a chance to prove whether uh, she is as much of a political hack as the people she's condemning right now, or if she really is interested. Well, she's not interested in democracy because she votes against the Voting Rights Act right. all the time. But you know what I'm saying? At least she, you know, she if she wants to prove that she really is sincere about getting uh, the insurrectionists out of American government, then she will run as a Republican, not as an independent. Right. Yeah. And this forward party uh, with Andrew Yang, who uh, they won't even say, they won't they even say what they're for or against. Because if they did, every single thing would be what the Democrats stand for. Right. You know, exactly. This is, this is, well, I don't know why Christine Todd Whitman is doing this, but because this she's is, a fucking fake d- Republican. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Like, do, does anybody know at, outside of New Jersey <laughs> yeah, know who she is? Right. I mean, you know, uh, it's, it's mystifying. But this is, this is because Andrew Yang and David Jolly have massive egos. Uh, David Jolly's feelings are hurt because he's, he's out of power. Don't, let anybody think for a second that David Jolly isn't a hardcore uh, Republican. Right. He just doesn't like Donald. Right. You know, he's probably happy with everything else that's going on, but he also understands that saying that doesn't work because then, well, why are you doing a third party then? Right. Right. They stand for nothing. They have no platform whatsoever, but who are they going to take votes away from? The Democrats. Right. And that, that leads me to another, uh, related issue um Mm -hmm. what is the deal with people already talking about 2024 and uh, undermining joe biden who again has been nothing but it's the (sighs) fact that the media is complicit that's what the problem is is that even the people who you know say you know the liberal media and even the the networks that are supposedly liberal they still, this is what they focus on. Right, they're asking the fucking question. Yes, and it's it's destructive. It's like you say, you know, you you every night you get on, you have you talk about democratic policies, what's wrong, and that then you undermine us. You completely undermine us. This uh, you know, infatuation with I mean, Trump brings ratings. It's salacious. It's, you know, and instead of 
Guess what happened last week? Guess what we passed last week? Guess how much better your life is going to be? Never. It's like, uh, yeah, that passed. But let's get back to that fucking piece of shit. And that's exactly what he wants. That's exactly what he wants. It's exactly what he wants. And is Biden going to run? He's old. Like, did you think he was going to get younger? I mean, we we kind of knew how old he was. Right. Right. And it's it's keeping um, continuing to give energy to something that that should have been out of the public eye a long time ago. And I mean, I mostly blame the Republicans for this because they had they've had a million off ramps to take and have taken none of them. If they weren't going to take the January 6th off ramp, they certainly aren't going to take the FBI right. espionage off ramp. Um, but it is <sighs> the idea that they're calling on, well, not calling on, but speculating about whether or not Biden should run 2024. Uh, and yet I don't believe once did anybody suggest, did anybody in the media suggest that Donald should despite not yes. incarcerating man, woman, kidnapped children, camera, child. Right. I or that he should resign, that he should right. be impeached, or that he shouldn't run again. Not one time. And that's you know, where we're, that gets us back to. Well, it, it's it's like happened last night with Liz. Uh, yeah. She gave this speech um, and everyone's covering the speech. And then what's the first thing? What's the f- next thing that happens? What did he say on truth fucking so, uh, you know, lie antisocial? What, what did, did he, he say? Yeah. While yeah. lying. Yeah. So it is our um, addiction to uh histrionics and it and i believe that it all started with reality television it all started with the oj case pretty much the oj chase um and and that is what this country and you know it's interesting because you know i was in israel and and you travel abroad and even when i have people in my audience from other countries i say to them what do you think? Like, what do you are? You, what are you guys thinking? And are you like, what happened over there? And they're like, yeah, you know, we thought you were the fucking greatest. A- everyone looked up to you, and then this fucking schlemiel comes over, and and it's it's not even like Liz Cheney and all these other Republicans can you know say, oh, the policies that you know I I agree with his policies. It's just that his character. You're representing a fucking nation of people and you behave like a fucking one-year-old you yep. you you it, it's you wouldn't let your child behave like that you would they would be reprimanded and you're allowing this person to represent like with other na- like it's i it's so infuriating i can't so, voted for him twice so don't give me that shit yeah about, fuck you, you. Know. yeah i know and i hate dick you know, you know well, her, 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 her. for him to I, come out with a video, I know. Uh, ta- you know, taking Donald to task for lying. Uh, yes, Mr. I mean, war criminal. Thank yeah, you for exactly. your input. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and at the Washington Post today is we need more Republicans like Liz Cheney. Like, no, no we, we don't. No, we don't we, need them. And it's no. not happening. This party, it needs to be burnt to the ground and and rebuilt and a totally different the whole party has not that like what about fucking lindsey graham <laughs> you motherfucker first of all let's he's gay he is gay everyone i don't have proof i have proof in my gaydar 
and um, and the whisperings of gay men around me. You know, he's a bachelor. He's a fucking asshole. Like the fact that we have video of him saying what a piece of shit orange fuckface is. And then, you know, like they literally we have like even fucking Bible thumping Marco Rubio. You know, this this motherfucker's an ass. Ted Cruz. And and they still like, how do you go to sleep at night? So, Judy, what I'm hoping. <laughs> Sorry. No, this is like every day of my life, you know, because it's it's almost impossible to unplug. Um, And we're in double digit territory. I think there are 82 days, 81, whatever days left until the midterms. And um, are you nervous? I'm terrified yeah, because if we lose, it's over. I'm sorry. Imagine the house in the hands of these apps. They're, they're morons. They're anti-American Christo fascists. I mean, I have, I have gotten on Twitter um, just comments from people saying you live in a Christian country. And, and I'm like, I don't live in a Christian country. You know, I often, I know I'm getting into the Jew stuff, but you think about- Are, I, are you qualified to, to do that? I I'm mean. almost done um, with my rabbinical studies, but <laughs> I had a Holocaust survivor on my podcast um, several months ago, and I wanted her to tell the story because of what was going on in Ukraine. And okay. I wanted her to tell her story, and I'm going to have more Holocaust survivors on because- the fact that these people who, you know, came over here um, because of what was happening in their country, that a systematic killing of, of, of a group of, of Jews, that's, that's what they wanted to exterminate all the Jews. Okay. They mm-hmm. come over here. This woman who I was speaking to, I said, do, do you see similarities? They all say this is exactly how it happened. It, it's it's like out of the playbook. And yeah. it's and no one else sees that. No one else, you know, you, I remember as a little girl being like, well, well, how come no one did anything? And why didn't you do anything? And, uh, and they were like, we didn't think it was going to get worse. And we didn't. Uh, and we just thought this and we thought that. And here we are. We're, it's history repeating itself. It absolutely is. And it it's not that it's not like they're hiding anything. And that's the part right, that I right, find right, 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 right. so disturbing. It's not subtle. You know, we've got these khaki clad tiki torch bearing Nazis roaming down uh in Charlottesville. With Nazi flags, with swastikers. Swastis saying Jews will not replace us. I mean, I I mean, maybe that means something else. I'm not sure. Well, but we can't because we're less than two percent of the population. Okay. Um, also, they see, I'm from New York and that seems bizarre to me. Because, I know it's right? we're less than two percent. Over mm-hmm. sixty, uh, we're sixty-seven percent of hate crimes, religious hate crimes. Um, but uh, I was just reading something about, you know, they want to ban uh, the diary of Anne Frank, you know, this book, ban- book banning books stuff. Mm-hmm. And yet in Germany, in Germany, you know, they bring their school children on class trips to the concentration camps so that it won't happen again. 
That's right. And yet we have Holocaust revisionists, Holocaust deniers. Um, it, we are dumb. They dumbed us down. And here's here's the here's the results. Enjoy. And. You know, and there's a direct corollary. We we have monuments to Confederate soldiers. Right. We fly our own swastika. And, you know, that swastika, well, there were actual swastikas and Confederate flags at the Capitol on January 6th. And it it's the same fucking thing. It leads to the same place if it goes unchecked and unchallenged. And I think we're seeing... Uh, a prototype of what is in our future in Florida, uh, thanks to, you know, Ron DeSantis, Ugh. Republican from uh, hell, uh, yeah. who is ever, first of all, anytime he, he talks in front of a group, he's got uniformed law enforcement. Standing yes. Behind you him. see. And he's like, Ugh. he's taken, he's taken so many physical traits from your fucking asshole uncle. You know, you could tell he studied him. Um, it's creepy. Yeah. Um, and, and I think in a way this election is one of the reasons it's so dangerous. And one of the reasons I think that, you know, we're, we're not in, uh, um, relay race territory. We're in sprint territory and we all have to be, you know, ready to go is because there are so many things that have been going on so many bad things that have been happening that just as with Donald, it's impossible to keep them all in, in front of mind if they don't directly affect you. Right. So we're, we're, as we said earlier, we're looking at uh, the horrific Dobbs decision and what's happening with um, pregnant people, pregnant children, mm -hmm. uh, rape victims. I mean, any pregnant child is a rape victim or victim of incest, obviously. Uh, you know, the travel bans that they're trying to implement. The, I mean, life begins at conception, total bad, no exceptions. Uh, ectopic pregnancies, medical mis. I mean, it's insanity then we have they're going after the lgbtq community obergefell is going to be next there will be no same-sex marriage anymore there will be no marriage equality there will be no inter interracial marriage they're going after everything and i think some people still don't understand that because it seems impossible in 2022 and yet here we are uh so we see florida and he's doing all of this Oh. You know, they're having they're taking down posters of famous uh, accomplished black people. Did because, you see that? Yeah, that poor guy. He's a he's a, a special ed teacher and he had all of these posters up in his classroom and they said it was not age appropriate. Since when is Harriet Tubman, uh, Martin Luther King Jr., Barack Obama? What 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 age? What what does that mean? People, they're they and they have a lack of teachers in, in Florida. Well, so they're letting vets who have no training, right, in education start starting to teach. I'm like, what the fuck is that all that, about? Yeah, and you know, the same and they thing, hate the vet. They don't take care of the vets. Look what John Stewart had to go through. They hate everybody basically who's not like them, and they also hate comedians because they don't have any because they they have oh no, right because they no can't humor. compete. Cannot so, compete. So they are coming for the com uh, comedians. Uh, yeah. So we should all. all well, be... that's that's what you know. The book, you know. Yeah. We but, are the we we speak truth to power because we don't care. We don't. You know. I want and, to talk about your book because I mm -hmm. I want everybody to read this book. It oh, is a, I love no. You. It is it, it's brilliant. It is timely uh, in a way. It 
you may not have thought it was uh, when you wrote it, actually. I mean, it was then, but I think it's even more timely. Right. Note. I mean, they're banning books right and left. They're burning books in some places. You know, don't say gay in Florida, which, by the way, and this is something that always makes me insane. They sexualize gayness. Uh, right. And even though there are children in third grade who have gay parents and it's just like they're their parents. It's not about their sex lives. That it's- girl got, <laughs> yeah, that girl, there's a kindergartner who was adopted by uh, a gay family, these two women, and she got kicked out of school. Like, what the fuck is, what is that? Well, I mean, I, I guess it's better than having her stay in the school because obviously they're homophobic right, but- creeps, but yes, it's, it's absolutely mind blowing. Right. And in your book, uh, yes, I can say that. Um, and I'm going to get the subtitle wrong. Uh, when they come for the comedians, we're all in trouble. Is that- yes. Yes. Woo! Do I get something? For- no, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It's it's what you do is you you look at the um, the First Amendment through the lens of stand up comedians whose job it is to push the envelope and um, make us uncomfortable. Sometimes. Right. Right. Uh, so I wanted to, I want you to talk a little bit about how you see that playing out now and and some things in the book that that, you know, could help people maybe understand where we are and how to make sense, because it's all chaos. It's all a nightmare. And, you know, I think it, it can be really helpful just to kind of lay things out in a way that just you know, helps us think, think straighter, which is very hard to do. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. I, in the book, I, I, you know, I wrote it in 2019, 2020. And so I, 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 I was fascinated by the fact that these, well, mostly your orange fuck face, um, (laughs) (laughs) uncle could get away with, lies and hate speech and speech that literally is kills people. I mean, literally causes violence and incites violence. And yet a comedian tells a joke and you don't like that joke. So they should never be able to get on stage again. Number one, we did this to ourselves because we decided everyone gets a trophy. You get a trophy for winning the race and breaking the record and you get a trophy for smiling while he did it. No, everyone's point of view is not at the same level. There's some that have uh, uh, um, uh, evidence that that backs up their point of view. There's people from different backgrounds. And that is what informs comedians. Like you, you are telling a story. You are, you, a great comedian will make you laugh and think, but also they will, they will let you see the world through their lens. What is it like to be a, a gigantic Jewish lesbian mother in this where I am telling you about my life and you are saying, you are watching me thinking, Oh my God, that's the same issue I have. Oh, Oh yeah. Oh, I have that with my kids. And you know, mm-hmm. you think about, think about a, a disabled comic who gets on stage and you're like, wait, what's going on with that person? They, they acknowledge that. And then you will, y- y- you, you love them for making you laugh. And then the next time you encounter someone with that disability, you're like, Oh, I saw that comedian. Comedy mm-hmm. brings people together, but the, it's also a weapon and it disarms people. And that is why your fucking disgusting uncle couldn't go to the White House Correspondents Dinner. 
That's right. That is why. Or the he, Kennedy Center honors, or even the though Kennedy I know Center. that's not comedy, but, but you know what I'm saying? He's challenged artistic. by creativity. Any creativity, any disarmament, and also he wanted SNL investigated. Now, there's a story in there about the Smothers Brothers who yes. were un, uh, you know, unfairly canceled. Um, right. They were very, very anti-Vietnam War. Especially uh, the tall blonde one. He yeah. was very act. I can never tell them apart. I mean, I don't know which one is which, but they're brilliant. They're, they're brilliant. And and if you go back and watch uh, some of the episodes, you, so much of the stuff is still relevant today. Yeah. And j- they're j- subversive in the way Rod Serling was. Right. And so... You know, they they were unfairly fired. And um, at the time, Lyndon Johnson, who was not, you know, he was president and his daughters loved the show, but he was fodder for them. He was they were. And after they were fired, Lyndon Johnson wrote them a letter uh, basically saying, you know, it is my honor, uh, even though it wasn't fun at times, uh, this is what makes America I don't want to say great, but it does. It is what makes America great is that, you know, in this country, you are allowed to do that. And although it wasn't fun for me, I wish you the best. Um, Thank you for entertaining. You know, so we have gone from a a network television show like that, a network television show, Maud, which uh, before Roe v. Wade was even passed, it had passed. You could get an abortion in New York, but not. He, they had an episode, a two-part episode where where um, she has an abortion. Um, I still remember that, and I, I remember I was, that episode. And we were young. But I went, I went back and watched it again. But you see how you know uh, stand-up and satire and humor is is uniquely American. It is really an extension of the First Amendment, and yet, and you are silencing the people who are telling the truth exactly um because you feel threatened because you don't have that weaponry you don't you know when someone puts you in your place and you know people are quote unquote laughing at you um you know and you have nothing you can either say you know what you're right which is what every president did at the white house correspondence center they Mm -hmm. were able to to acknowledge their flaws um and and be i mean be self-aware. This one's not, you know? And so I feel like once you shut down comics, because they did it in Nazi Germany, you weren't allowed to make fun of Hitler. Um, you would get killed. There mm-hmm. were jokes you could not say. You would literally be killed. Um, and we're at the point where this whole banning of books and banning of ideas and not thinking something's funny. You know what? None of the jokes are about you. None of them. They are not about you. No one, no comic was thinking about your childhood trauma when they wrote their material. So, right. uh, you know, this this selfishness, this coddling of, uh, oh my God, the safe space idea. There's no safe space. You have to, you have to realize the world is not a, a, a loving, caring place most of the time, you know? And I feel that, Comedy is a coping mechanism. Comedy is medicinally great for you. Mm-hmm. Comedy creates an intimacy, uh, you know, among strangers in a room. 
sitting around, you could hate the person next to you on paper, but you're sitting there laughing together and it creates this intimacy. And when you shut down comedians, that is the end of free speech. That's, that's the truth. Yeah. Because, you know, it challenges people's preconceptions. And I think by focusing on, uh, and look, jokes go wrong. Um, Oh, please. It's the, right. but it's Look. like it's like watching somebody, you know, it's it's a I, I imagine sometimes if, you know, as a writer, people got to see my first drafts. I it would be it would be hard. Right. That's exactly yes. you are right on. It's exactly like that. A painter doesn't paint a quarter of a mural, invite an audience over to ask if they should put the sun over here and the tree over here. We yeah. can only do our job in front of an audience. You give us the information we need. And right. yet you then you fire us, then you cancel us because you know, as George Carlin said, it is the comedian's job to go over the line, find it, find the line, cross the line, and make you glad that they did. Exactly. And, you know, you cannot you cannot shut someone down for doing their work. And that's why I love the comedy seller. You are not allowed to bring a phone in there. They they um, lock up all the phones for the audience members. Um you know, I've had so many times things taken out of context, you know, and and because of social media, it's mm-hmm. just ballooned. Well, and, you know, we saw what happened with Kathy Griffin. Uh, and, you know, as time goes on, I said this to her the other day, as time goes on, you you look at that, the ketchup and how how. You know, it's it was ketchup, and then we find out he threw ketchup across. The, and and it was a mask, and it, it, well. it, it, it's like it's amazing. <laughs> Fuck. But what the trouble we get into is when, and this is what they do all the time with any kind of speech they don't like or any kind of protest they don't like, they focus on that, and the message gets completely right. overlooked just like with the Beto thing I know this wasn't comedy but Beto in a very human way reacted to somebody who was laughing while Beto's talking about the slaughter of children right. in Uvalde and they focus on the fact that what uh, that Beto said motherfucker instead of the fact that there is an, an actual human being who laughed while discussing right. the fact that 21 children were murdered with an assault. I mean, what the fuck? But you know, Pocahontas is fine. Pocahontas is yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, that's totally fine. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's like, and the intent, that's the thing. What is the comedian's intent? You take that away, there's nothing. Exactly. And and we see them, by them, I mean, the right. Yeah. Uh, you know, <sighs> they are trying to get rid of, I mean, they're coming after the 14th Amendment. They're coming after the First Amendment, you know, first with protests. Now it's just stuff they don't like people right. saying, you know. And um, I mean, they're, they've already decided this this illegitimate, craven, despicable Supreme Court majority has already <sighs> decided that we're a Christian country. Right. Because it doesn't matter that Jews and Muslims have very different ideas about when life begins and they have very different ideas about uh, how to handle unwanted or uh, or unviable non-viable pregnancies and of course they certainly don't give a shit what atheists have to say about anything right so uh you know it's this this full court press and again it's it's 
I think it's very difficult for people who've who've been allowed to take the fact that we live in a democracy for granted. And as you mentioned earlier, who are no longer taught properly. Yep. You know, we don't teach civics. People don't understand how government works. They just think, oh, well, you know, the Democrats uh, are in power now and then it'll be the Republicans and they're all kind of both the same. Thank you, media. You know, as if what any anything Biden has done that is not what we would wish is anywhere near as as horrific as right. you know the best bad thing Donald did. Yeah, uh, you know. So I think that that also leads us at a at a real disadvantage because it always feels like we're we're already walking around with one hand tied behind our backs because of you know the fact that the Senate is anti democratic, uh, the electoral college gerrymandering, the filibuster, all that other stuff. So. You know, how do we one of one of the things that, you know, we try to do here is uh kind of give people things to hang on to. I I'm not sure you and I are in the best space to do that. I know. <laughs> We're such a, I know. Sorry. We want Sorry. we want to leave you with something positive that you can Well, not exactly yeah. that, but okay. Uh, because I'm not feeling positive, but I'm not feeling hopeless. Let's put right. it that way. Um, you know, and again, we're about less than three months out. Most important election of our lifetime. What do you, what do you think would be the one thing? Because again, people, there's people have to work three jobs because of the Republicans, et cetera, et cetera. If you could pick one thing that, that could be the most unifying message, uh, Mm. to focus on, um, because I think it does come down, you know, we definitely need to talk about all the good things that are being done, but we also need to talk seriously in terms of the threats, so, right. you know, what out of all of the terrible things that we're facing do you think could be the most uh, galvanizing? Oh, my God. What a question. Um, I mean, it's just so hard to say because, you know, for me, as a mother, um, I really worry about climate change. I think that... It is the biggest threat um, we have. And I think if everyone could agree, look, we have, you know, we have, we were given this, you know, we have this land, we have this, we have earth and we need to take care of it. And it doesn't matter if you're black, white, green, orange, what you believe in, um, we if you want your grandkids to survive, if you want your values passed on and passed on, then you have to take care of the earth because we're going to be gone. And I think that they should all think about, I think about this all the time. I'm sure you think about this with Avery. Like what, like how long are you going to be able to stay outside in the summer? Um, you know, what, what's going to be gone? What's going to be underwater? Um, how are you going to have to shift the way you live because of all this irresponsible, childish, um, selfish behavior by people? It's about, take yourself out of it and look at your grandchildren and what you're leaving behind because, it's sad. And I ask my kids all the time, aren't you worried? And they're like, yeah. I mean, I see, look, 
you see it. You said, oh, you're tan. I put on 50, 70. I can't go. I mean, um, sunscreen, that is. Um, I, I, I see. I, I'm here at the Cape. It has changed. So the shoreline has changed so much. You go to the Dead Sea in Israel. They have dates where the Dead Sea was in 1968, 1974, and 1983. You know, and you see it's drying up. The Hoover Dam is drying up. You know, it's the Grand Canyon. I mean, come on, people. If we could all just get together and for the next generation and the generation after that, leave them something, you know? Yeah, I, I think that the fact that this bill passed is extraordinary uh, obviously it isn't enough but let's worry about that another time it's the same thing with the the gun uh the gun right. safety it's not nearly enough but it's it moved it started something right uh which is better than the nothing we've been getting for decades now um and you're right uh things are getting worse consistently and uh, with with increasing rapidity because we're not doing anything um and it is terrifying you know to have a 20 year old kid and I, it's so funny you you say you know you must think about Avery I was thinking uh you know um earlier today because we're we we've just heard that something like a third of countries won't have water in 2060 and I'm like jesus she's gonna she's still you know she's she's gonna be like 60 that's right she's still gonna be you know have plenty of life left and probably children you know hopefully not grandchildren yet but you know mm -hmm. children and uh if she wants to have them and that's that's really soon uh and we're not prepared i think with climate change that um it's one of those things that we, the, the people in government, you know, uh, which is, of course, why we need more Democrats. They need to do the work. And then I think people will start to notice. I think the Republicans have just destroyed people's ability to see this issue clearly with the help of the media. Um, uh -huh. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, the, the generic polling came out and there's since May. There, there have been significant uh, moves towards the Democrats, you know, like uh, D plus four, D plus five, among, depending on, on the demographic. With dads, it's plus 28. Wow. And I'm guessing that's because of the Dobbs decision. I'm guessing mm -hmm. these are fathers with daughters. Right. They're like, wait a minute. Yeah. And you know what? I hope. I hope fathers with sons, because that's the other thing we don't do well enough. We don't we don't explain to people. You have two sons. We don't explain to people why this decision is horrific for for young men as well. Right. You know, I do. I, <laughs> you I do. do. I tell them. You do. Yes, of course. And they know. And it's, you know, it's a really such an assault. It is an assault on women. And um and then, you know, Avery has friends who are like, oh, well, I was going to go look at grad school in that state, but I guess yeah, I can't Yeah, I'm not now. going, yeah. Sad. It's sad, but we have comedians. Yeah, we have, we have laughter. Laughter. <laughs> and you've been really busy, uh, which is great to see, um, especially after COVID. 
Yeah, I have to create all my own shit, Mary. Okay, I have, you know, being a woman in comedy over 50, uh, soon to be 60, um, you're invisible. You're invisible. It's like, uh, we don't want to hear what you want to But I've never been funnier. I've lived on this earth for almost 60 years. I'm funny and I don't give a shit. And it's just, yeah, it's it's crazy. Comedy should not have a demographic. It really shouldn't because, again, it is one of those things where you do get better at it. You know, right. it's, not, it's not like you age out of being funny. You just right. get better at it, right? Yeah, exactly. And it's just like a musician. When you want to go see, you know. Uh, and, and, Joni oh. Mitchell at the Newport. Oh, Johnson. my God. <gasps> I mean, is, is anybody telling Joni Mitchell to go home because she's yeah. too fucking old? No, yeah. I don't think so. So it it is. Judy, we have a lot, a lot of work to do. Or should I call we you do. Julie? No, I'm kidding. No, yeah, um, call me Julie. <laughs> Did you ever know that you're... Okay, Julie Gold wrote that song, Oh, I didn't. I know, I know. Yeah, she did. And her mother, and my, when they were alive, and my mother, she would always text me like, or wait, I don't think we had text. She would um, email me about, oh, um, they mentioned my name on... Um, you know, Regis and Kathy Lee, and they thought it was you. And it was like, we're, and it's just so funny because she's short and a musician, Jewish lesbian, and I'm tall and a comedian, Jewish lesbian. Well, it was like just the so same funny. Person then. Yeah, we are exactly. <laughs> oh my God, Ju Ju Julie. Oh my God. No, I did it on purpose. All right, thank you. Uh, Judy, I'm, <laughs> well, you know. I've yeah. been told. Um, yeah. I, seriously, these are dark times. And um, I, uh, we, we first got back together. Uh, we, you know, we've known each other for 20 years now. And uh, we first got back in touch in 2020 because, I don't know, something happened that year that that made it seem like we should uh, get back yeah. in touch. Oh, I started existing. I think that's what happened. Um, so, I, you know, I don't know that we would have anticipated uh, that we would be in kind of a worse spot in some ways. Um, but again, like you're one of those people I rely on and, you know, you, um, you put things in, in a perspective in a way that I find extraordinarily helpful. Oh, and, thank you. And you guys are so fucking smart. Yeah. Uh, well, you're brilliant. You're brilliantly funny oh. and everybody, uh, check out kill me now. It's, fucking hysterical and it's you know one of the things i love about your podcast it's a really deep dive yes and it's you know you spend two episodes with one person and it's phenomenal you learn things that you're not going to learn anywhere else about people who are worth knowing right um right and uh you know yes i can say that is is compulsory you must you must go oh, by it oh you're the best um and i just appreciate your coming on it was great to see you hopefully I I, in one of these days either on the uh, yes or please please absolutely all, all right. right well uh in the meantime stay safe it was great you to see too. you thank you for having me anytime because i gazunt <laughs> Thank you to my guest, my friend, Judy Gold. That was awesome. She is so funny and so intelligent about uh, this stuff we're facing. And um, I'm not kidding. You really do need to read her book. It's it's quite something. 
I, I learned a lot from it. Uh, and it's really hysterical as well. Um, so that is it. Thank you so much for listening. As always, uh, you will be able to catch us next Tuesday for the strategy sessions. That's at 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific at youtube.com slash Politicon. And of course, next Thursday, we'll have our regular interview show at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, also at youtube.com slash Politicon. And while you're on uh, Politicon's YouTube page, please subscribe to Politicon. Uh, it's free. Uh, it just helps uh, spread the word uh, about all the good stuff Politicon does. And uh, like the episode and click on the bell. Uh, because that way you will be sure to receive notice when any new videos drop, not just the the episodes, but also uh, the short videos I've been doing. I'm, I'm trying to do those a couple of times a week. Um, and of course, you can listen on Apple or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And please do give us a five-star review because it does help other people find the show. And, uh, you know, as I mentioned, we're, we are in double-digit territory uh, ahead of the midterm elections. And, and we want to keep as many people as possible informed uh, and help Everybody understand why this is indeed the most important election of our lifetime. It is not hyperbole. It is the quite terrifying truth. So thank you all again for being here. Uh, have an amazing weekend and I will see you next Tuesday. In the meantime, please stay safe and be kind. <laughs>